0: All right, let's get out to the zone bone and talk with Mark Johnson, play-by-play man for the Colorado Buffaloes. Mark, how the heck are you, man? Gordon Craig
1: doing very well. Enjoying the off season, but uh, can't wait for college football to get going here in about what about 80 days or something?
2: Yeah, it's... the countdown's on. I I'd say it's a great time of year. After you got spring ball, you got the little lull, and all of a sudden the guys all come back and it's ready to go. Yeah. And uh, I guess the first question is, what's it like, Coach uh, McIntyre out and, and Mel Tucker in? Uh, what's that do for that for that program?
1: Well, I think it shook things up a little bit. Obviously, when you consider that just a couple of years ago the Buffs were a top ten team and you know played for the Pac twelve championship, and then the following year we're to get five and zero on the bottom foul out. Uh, so, you know, it's been a little bit of a shakeup here the last uh, couple of seasons. And, and I think Mel Tucker has come in and really, I think tried to lay a foundation. And, and really, you know, when you look at where he came from, guys, he's worked for Nick Saban three times, and most recently at Georgia, at Alabama playing at Wisconsin, uh, at Ohio State. So he's uh, only played for the top programs, or, or coached for the top programs in America. So he's playing nice with professionalism. And, you know, when spring ball was over, there were a number of guys that have, uh, you know, gotten a, shall we say, a ticket to go elsewhere. So he's cleaned a few guys mm-hmm. out of here, and it- uh, he's tried to set his culture with this program. I think in his first number of months here, five, six months that he's been on the job, and so far so good. And obviously, the proof will be in the pudding when the games get underway. But uh, there's a new sheriff in town. It's got a very different feel to it.
0: Mark, do you think his NFL experience helps him in recruiting?
1: I think it does. And you know, just the other day, and we all know what social media has become from a recruiting standpoint. And uh, the football program had put something out. It was a list of all the guys. That he's coached both in the NFL and guys he coached at Georgia, and Alabama that are in the NFL and listed their salaries alongside him. And so uh, they're certainly utilizing that aspect of what he's done and uh, that part of his resume. And I, I think so. far, you know, it's, it's interesting because in recent years and guys, I've been here for 15 years. This will be number 16 coming up. And the recruiting obviously has not been where it needs to be. Now, they've had some very good players come out of here, but it hasn't been consistently. Uh, and he's gone out and taken some very big swings at some high-level guys. And so has got a few hits here in the early going from a recruiting standpoint. It's a big weekend this weekend. I know they got a bunch of guys in. So I think that has helped him. And it's certainly where you consider where he's come from. He's not shy about going after guys with four and five stars after their names. And so he's taken, like I said, he's taken some big swings.
2: Hey, Mark. Uh, Mark Johnson. By the way, Colorado football uh, play-by-play. Uh, going into your sixteenth year. That's quite a uh, quite a task. Congratulations on that. Hey, and with, with that experience, Mark, uh, you know the Pac-12. Uh, when you look at schools with history, you know, the UC, uh, UCLA's and USC, Stanford, Washington, Oregon, uh, even Utah now trying to work their way into high respectability uh, around uh, college football. You know, I'm looking at the post-spring rankings, and you have six teams in the top 20, which is amazing because of the struggles that this, this conference has had. Is, is the, right. the time of turnaround, has it arrived in your mind?
1: Well, it, it, I tell you this, it, it has to be the time of turnaround for Colorado. You can saw this program has been. You know, it's one of the top 30 winningest programs uh, by numbers and by percentage all time. it has got a Heisman Trophy winner. It's won a major award. And the fact that, that during those 15 years that I've been here, there has been basically 10 awful years of college football in this program. This thing has to turn around. I mean, there, there's no, there's no waiting any longer. Rick George, you know, when he came in here, tried to help Mike get there. They had that magical 2016 season. You thought, well, maybe this thing has turned a corner. And then the last couple of years, obviously, it hasn't. So um, they're all in. I mean, they pushed all their chips to the middle of the table at this point in time. And so this thing has got to turn around. They've, they've got to get back to being a consistent team. You know, when I first got here, somebody once said, you know, when you're at Colorado, you don't wonder if you're going to a bowl game. It's what bowl game are you going to. Uh-huh. How good a bowl game is going to be this year? And that has not been the case since I've been here. I've been to three bowl games. Is it three or four now, actually, I think about it? My first two years, one year with Dan Hawkins, and then 2016, and outside of that, there isn't a slip of postseason for this program. So I think this is a crucial time in this program. It's been too long that it's been down and has not been consistently solid and good and competitive. And that's, I think, what what Mel's here to do, and that's obviously what Rick George's plan is for
2: You know, and and Mark, just to follow up with the rest of the conference, I mean, Colorado needs to turn it around, uh, and they obviously want to with a coaching change, and that's the plan. How about the rest of this conference, though? I mean, it's been down, and you've seen that. But as I mentioned, those post-spring rankings give you some hope, and, you know, Utah is in the mix of that and a a South favorite before the season even starts. Is the Pac-12 under Larry Scott, is it ready to to make a move? Because it's it's really been disappointing.
1: Well, there's no doubt about it. And, I mean, just look at what we recently saw here. Guys like John Wilner, what they've the information's come out about, you know, what the payout per institution has been, and when you compare the Pac-12 to you know the SEC or the Big Ten or the Big Twelve, and how far behind it's fallen in that regard, and as you point out, where we have been as a league recently. Both from a football and basketball standpoint, I think it's been very disappointing. This is too proud a league with too many proud programs. Uh, listen, Utah has done a pretty good job of, of, of holding its end of the market. Colorado has done not a very good job from a football standpoint. It's been okay from a basketball standpoint. But then when you look at some of these proud programs at like USC in recent years, uh, UCLA, you know, what Arizona, Arizona State have not done, I think it's... it's This is a crucial time, I think, from a number of perspectives. Not only for for Colorado, but for this league in terms of moving forward, looking to generate revenue, what a television deal is going to look like. Listen, it's it's time for this thing to start really being a conference of champions. Because so far from football and basketball, which are obviously the money generating sports, it has not taken care of business here recently.
0: Speaking of turning things around, how is that going to go with the offensive side of the ball? It seems as though there's been some struggle there. You told us you were the one that turned us on to that that great receiver, Chenault. Is that how you say well, it? Chenault, yeah. He, yep. what, hap- what happened to him toward the, the back end of last season? And what will be necessary in order to make this offensive uh, attack work better?
1: Well, I, I think number one, uh, with one half of Lavisca as a season warm, because I, I really thought the first half of the year he was as dynamic a football player as it was in college football, and uh, took a backseat to nobody. But it was a kind of a one-dimensional offense, and putting that kind of pressure on him, he started getting dinged up. He had various injuries, and ultimately, what doomed him towards the end of the season was the, the turf toe, which took him out. He really suffered that. It was the USC game where that thing really flared up on him, and he was never the same after that. So moving forward, I think Mel Tucker's offense is going to be very different under Jay Johnson, who's his offensive coordinator he brought with him from Georgia. Um, more run-oriented. Uh, they've really tried to make, uh, I think, uh, physicality. And
0: yeah,
1: I think it's going to be a little bit more balanced than it was. That thing got very pass-happy. As the year wore on, now now some of that was the fact that you're down to the football game, you got to throw more. But I think the game plans were that way, and I, I don't suspect that's going to be the case. Stephen Montez is going to be now a, a fourth-year quarterback, a three-year starter, and uh, every time I talk with him, he says the same thing. He says. This is more of a pro-style offense. It's going to get me ready for the NFL. He's got such a monster arm and a very talented kid. And he says it doesn't put as much pressure on him. He doesn't have to win ball games. He just has to make sure he goes out there and doesn't lose ball games. And, and so I, I think there's going to be some changes in that regard. But there's no mistake about it. LaVisca Chenault is going to be featured every which way they possibly can, because he's that kind of player.
2: Hey, Mark, before we cut you loose, I'm just looking at your schedule. You open up against Colorado State, which uh, obviously an in-state rival. You end on the road here in Salt Lake City up on the hill against Utah. I'm I'm just curious, from your standpoint, in Boulder, and I know when I was at Fox, they always kind of forced this issue about the uh, Rocky Mountain rival uh, and trying to build something. Do you believe that the Utah-Colorado matchup is that truly is that developing or will it ever develop into a true true rival that they I think a lot of people hope it would be
1: you know I'm not the youngest guy in the world but the, the, the old timers around the program always harken back to when it was the old Rocky Mountain uh, athletic conference days that's far beyond any of us I, I don't think guys you you can't force an issue like that right. I know it, it looks good that You know, boy, if we can have Colorado and Utah, and they're both in the mountain time zone, and isn't it great we could have them as a rival? You can't force that kind of thing. Um, You know, the Colorado-Nebraska thing, that that worked its way over a number of years when Bill McCartney came in and kind of tried to force it, but it it became a rivalry because of what happened on the field. Now, Colorado and Utah have had some great outings. I mean, they've had some great contests uh, at different times, and and you can think of some of the games here since they've both been in the Pac-12, but I, I can't... I can't say that Colorado-Utah is a rivalry. And they try, you know, here in in, in Baltimore, they try to force that. Well, still, you know, the the weekend after Thanksgiving, the team's wearing red. Well, it's not Nebraska, you know, whom the Buffs will see this year at week number two at home after beating their place last year. So I I still think those kind of things are really more of a, uh, it's it's something that has to organically happen. And and I think for Colorado, from a football standpoint, you know, they've had some pretty good moments against Arizona State in recent years, but I can't say from a, in the football, Pac 12, there's really anybody that Colorado right at this point in time really considers its rival, I think, uh, you know, this far into Pac 12 play.
0: Mark, uh, last thing for me. Have you been impressed by what you've seen in the rise of the Utes? Yeah, I, you listen, I, I think when you look at
1: the athletic departments across this league in football and men's basketball, I think Utah's is as consistent as anybody. I mean, you know, there, there might be somebody that might be better. You know, Washington's obviously had a great run here in football and in basketball. Obviously, Arizona, when you think about that, and in Washington right now. But over the course of this league, I know early on, Utah took a couple of lumps as it was making that transition. But I think when you look at what Larry Kostoviak has done with the basketball program and Coach Willingham has done with the football program, I think they're as consistent across the board as anybody in this league. And, and that's something I think Colorado can learn from, to be honest with you.
0: Mark, we appreciate you visiting with us. Thanks a lot. All right, guys. Take care. All right. Mark Johnson, play-by-play man for the Colorado Buffs.
2: uh, Compliments Utah.
0: Yeah, I think Coach Willingham is pretty good, too. (laughs) That's
2: a long day. I guess.